This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. everybody, this is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. We are just back off the road. We have come down from the mountains. We've had a mountaintop experience. We just got back from our come away weekend, our semi-annual marriage retreat that Hal and I host. Mm-hmm. It was at Bon Clarkin in the North Carolina mountains this year, and it was really nice. I enjoyed that place. Well, it was really good. It was excellent. It was an excellent facility. The food was great. The rooms were huge. And we had just a great group of people up there. And, um, you know, we, we've kind of set up a little different model for our, uh, for our marriage retreats because I know there's some big ones out there that the emphasis is they're so big and they're like 500 people showing up and they, and they, you know, do 10 hours of workshops a day. And it's just like, that's just overwhelming. And, you know, we look at it kind of the opposite direction. We kind of think small is good. We like it to be a... Well, I like to get to know people. Right. And you can't do that if you have hundreds of people. So it's a little bit smaller. And just the... I like the way that we put this together, Hal, that mm-hmm. we... There's teaching, but there's also lots of free time because couples need to get away. That And that's really the thing. I mean, we have we have the teaching, but we schedule blocks of time so that you can... You and your mate can go out and... Just be a couple. I mean, just spend time together. And you know what? Most of them, I think, do end up talking about what we've been talking about in the sessions. They do talk about, you know, getting that that long-term view of their marriage. But that's not really, we don't really push that. What we want them to do is just to have time together. To connect. Just to connect. Because it's hard. It's hard when you're so busy. Gracious, I've had an extremely busy day. You've had an extremely busy month. I really have. I'm worn out. I'm worn out and I'm overwhelmed. And it's easy to get that way. And it's easy to just get in harness together side by side and never spend any time just as Hal and Melanie. Well, that's the thing. You know, we, we get into harness together and we're, we're, we're shoulder to shoulder, but we need to be face to face some. And and that's a, that was an important element of that. So I, I feel like that was a that was time well spent. It was good for us. It was. You know, it was good for us and we were the ones leading it. And... So I, I think this is a really good thing. And, um, you know, if you're interested, we do this. We try to do this in the spring and, again, in the fall. We've had some people that have been three times. And uh, we, try to make it, we try to make it a close, intimate gathering in a beautiful scenic location with, with good food and good rooms and just make it, a, make it an important time. Well, I am super stoked mm-hmm. that we're planning to go back to St. Simon's Island in the spring because yes. that was so beautiful and so much fun. Oh, that was Live awesome. oaks. Mm-hmm. I love live oaks. Love Spanish moss. Yes. It's just beautiful. Anyway, today we're going to talk about date night because it's something, you know, I remember when we were first married, Hal, mm-hmm. and people, I, you know, I remember hearing a national radio program and mm-hmm. it said, you have to make time for date nights in your marriage or you won't have a good marriage. Mm-hmm. And that really got me down. Well, I, I seem at the time, I think we were about 2,500 miles away from any family. We just and, moved to the area. Didn't know a soul. And we just had little kids. And so it wasn't like, you know, the teenagers could watch the little ones for an hour or two. And so, yeah, my question at that time was, okay, so 
Are date nights essential? Do we have to do date nights? Or are we just doomed? And and what do you do if you just can't? Mm-hmm. Right. Because you do have to have time together. Yeah. You do have to have couple time. You've got to have mm-hmm. time to be intimate. You've got to have time to connect. Well, How there's all you... kinds of intimacy. Yeah. I mean, there are. And, and they're all necessary. They're all important. So, yeah, I mean, that's something that I think sometimes, sometimes we look at a situation and we find what could be a solution. And then when we share that, if we're not careful, we may, it may sound like this is the solution. This is the way when really it is a way, a possible way, an alternative way, not the mandated commandment type of way well we have to be you know we've got mm. to be really careful about not putting burdens on people that they can't bear right you know, the lord warns us about adding to god's law when we say you have to do something mm-hmm. what do you have to do you have to obey the law of god yes but everyone's circumstances are different you can't you can't give people advice on life management and say you have to do something well i think okay maybe we could use this in, as an example you know I'm sure we've all heard people talk about how critically important it is that the family gather together for meals because that is such an important time in, in the day. But you know what? We homeschool our kids. We work from home. We're together all day. We're together all day, every day, it seems like. And so it's not like there's there's three hours in the evening, which is the only time when dad's home from work and the kids are home from school. And we've got to make that, that short period of time count because there's no other time to interact. Rather, we're interacting all the time, and so it's that the that same level of urgency doesn't apply in our case because our circumstances are different. And so the first thing I want to say about day nights is, look, don't fret. It's okay if your life will not sustain that right now. Don't feel like there's no hope. Right. Now, day nights are fun. Date nights are a blast. Yeah, we're not talking them down. No, they're awesome. And so, okay, let well, during today's podcast, Al, let's talk about how to make date nights work and things you can do on your date nights, and let's talk about what, what you can do if you can't do date nights. Let's do both. And you know what? Before we get to that, let's let's just ask this one fundamental question. Why? What are we trying to accomplish? That's an important question to ask, because what you do is going to differ based on what you're trying to accomplish. You know, I, and I think I think the important thing is... You're trying to spend some time one-on-one as a couple reconnecting to have some to have some emotional and if possible some physical intimacy and you know all the types of intimacy that you need to do to reconnect and to strengthen your marriage relationship. That's not to say it is, you know, our our goal is to to go to opening night of every major movie that comes out next month. Right. But rather to say, no, we need time together just to be a couple, not to be totally wrapped up in the mom and dad issues or, you know, other things that are important. But rather to say, let's let's focus on our relationship as husband and wife. Okay, so that we agree that's the whole thing that the discussion's about. I think that's the majority of it. I think okay. also showing your mate that you value the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know. Putting some, showing them that they're appreciated. Right. 
And so, yeah, I think so. Okay. And so, how can you accomplish that? Well, you know, you can have teenagers. And in a way, if you have teenagers, train them well. You can say, bye, kids. Have fun. There's food in the fridge. I'm yeah. going. At, we're going out to eat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that works. That works. That's a good thing. But you kind of have to start that project, you know, 13, 14 years earlier. You have to lay some groundwork for that. So, <laughs> so that doesn't... That doesn't give you much help when your oldest is, say, six years old. True. You know, so so you're still a little ways out from from that happy situation. Well, but, you can mm-hmm. send the kids to the grandmother's house. That's good. Send the kids Grand, to grandparents. Grandparents are wonderful. And you know, mm-hmm. some people hesitate to do that because you know they're afraid their kids are going to watch a TV program they don't want them to or eat something they don't want them to. Yeah. We need to be reasonable. Yeah, and, and let me go ahead and, okay, because I know there are going to be people who say, you don't understand my child has this terrible allergy and people don't understand how to take their medical. We're not yes. talking about major medical conditions. We're talking about simple, I'm trying to feed my child organics. You know, I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to do an organic or a keto lifestyle or whatever. It's not because it's a medical necessity. It's just something that we do as preference. Right. Okay. All right. That's so, a different thing entirely. That's a different thing entirely. And you know what? It's not going to harm your child if if Granny and Papa take them out to McDonald's once a week or something. Right. You know, or, it's not going to kill the world. Or if they watch a stupid cartoon program, and you know, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, we were that way once too. You know, you 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 mm-hmm. worry, especially with your first child, you worry so much about doing what's right and giving them the best start and doing everything as as perfectly as you can that you lose perspective a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah, you, you forget yeah. that, you know, a general trend of we're going to eat healthy organic food is fantastic. Having a bag of Cheetos is not going to kill them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. That we need to have balance. We need to, you know, recognize that we, we want to do well, but we don't mm-hmm. have to be do perfectly. You know? what's, what's the trade-off? If the trade-off is my child has some extra cookies for dessert, but I get to have a few hours alone with my wife. And we have conversation, like grown-up level conversation, with actual pauses in the discussion. Um, that seems like a pretty good trade to me. And your kids get a relationship with another generation, and that's important too. Oh gosh, yes. Okay, so send them to grandparents' house. Okay, that's a good one if you can do that. Um, what about our friends that traded date nights for years? That, that was, was so cool. awesome. We had some friends who, I mean, they're still friends, but we have friends who knew each other back in high school before they were all married, and now. As, as young couples with young kids, one of them got to the idea and they said, hey, why don't you drop your kids off at our house on Friday night? We'll watch the kids for three, four hours or whatever. And y'all go to the movies. Y'all do whatever you want to do. Go out to dinner and eat grown-up food. And then next week, you can keep our kids. And they traded off. And as the kids got older, they they you know they did overnights and things. Yes. And so so every, every month, they were guaranteed they were going to have some good grown-up time Thanks to having this long-term friendship that and they've I, traded I with. I think they did it for like 15 years. Long time. And so that's an option to find another couple that needs the same thing and trade mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are ways to get away. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time. Sometimes there's not. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what, do you, what do you do if you just can't get away? Well, okay. You know, one thing to remember is that, again... There's all kinds of intimacy, and sometimes what you just need is just some quiet one-on-one time. You don't necessarily have to have, you know, 
total blackout privacy, but just to say, hey, mom and dad want to watch a grown-up movie. You know, mom and dad would like to have a special dessert that's just us, you know, and we'll do something special for you kids, but, you know, we're going to we're gonna do something just special for us because mama is so special to me and I want to show her something real, you know, I want to express that to her. And, and just to have a little bit of focused time where maybe you watch a movie together, maybe you read books to each other, you might, you know, play a game or put together a puzzle or something, just some, some quiet, some quiet time, um, just the two of you together. I mean, and that, and that's important time too, you know? And so you can, you can do that. Yeah. You can, you can just have fun at home. Mm -hmm. How do you keep the kids entertained? Well, you can set up their own movie somewhere else or give them game night or you can buy them some party food and say, here, y'all go, y'all go watch a movie and, and eat snacks and don't, um, don't make us come in there and, and, and uh, referee anything, okay? Now, that's a grand way to get the kids not to bother you is, is to give them some party food. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make them some little corn dogs or pizza pockets or something <laughs> and give, yeah. them, give them some things you wouldn't ordinar- ordinarily give them right. and mm-hmm. let them have a little party of their own. Uh-huh. And especially let them have some control over it. You mm-hmm. know, let them maybe pick the movies w- with mm-hmm. approval. Sure. Pick the games or pick the food. You know, mm-hmm. let them have a celebration all their own. Mm-hmm. And that way you're more likely to have time by yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are some good ideas. Uh, what else? What else can we do? Well, we can stay up late at night after they all go to bed, especially if you put your kids to bed early, which we generally don't. But Well, we, we kind of, we had some challenges because we had, we had a couple of kids who were just insomniacs. I mean, it wasn't just... It wasn't just the night owls who wanted to be up running around, but it's like even if you put them in bed, they just lie there with their eyes open for hours. And then we also had kids who would pop out of bed at six thirty or seven in the morning, whether you woke them up or not. And oh so, goodness, that's hard. So we had a we had a short period where the kids were all asleep. It was really tough, and um, <coughs> sorry, you got an awful cough, Hal. Yeah, I, I got some here. Let me get some okay. of my magic cough drops here that. Those cough drops that Matt gave you? Those that, yeah, these, 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 did you smell these things? No. Oh, here, let me, let me let you take a sniff of these things. They're like 20% menthol or something. Oh, good grief. They're incredible. Well, they'll fix you. Here, just, just put your nose in there. Oh, gross. Isn't it incredible? I mean, it looks like a little wood chip. That's what it, I mean. It's, That's it's horrible. Like a, yeah. At any rate, but they work. So, excuse me. <laughs> Yuck. Okay. That yep. would tear my stomach up, Hal. You know, if they would, if they would just uh, want to be sponsored of this podcast, I could certainly endorse them. But they, <laughs> they haven't approached us with that, so I'm not going to mention their name on the air. <laughs> oh goodness! All but, right, so back to back to reality here. Uh, okay, back. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can stay up late at night, have a late night supper or dessert. You can get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, you can work mm-hmm. around the kids that way. The two of you can go for a walk together. Yeah. You know, we know people, we, we've known people who go out and then they'll take a, um, they'll share a pair of earbuds and walk real close together and, and listen to something on the, on their iPad or do that iPod pushing the kids in the stroller. Mm, you could do that also. That's true. That is true. Well, when we come back from the break, how yep. I want to talk about what you should do on these date nights, mm-hmm. whether they're at home dates or go off dates. Okay. Let's talk about. What you can do to build your marriage during that time, but we need to hear a word from our sponsor. And our sponsor has some suggestions what you might want to do with your date night, so let's listen up. Change in 
the Air is a new film releasing October 19th that you won't want to miss. A peaceful community is forever changed when a mysterious young woman moves in. As the quirky locals embrace her, their lives soon improve, but they can't help notice that their strange new neighbor has a secret. Change in the Air will release in select theaters and on digital on October 19th. Go to changeintheairmovie.com to see if the film is playing near you or purchase or rent it the day it comes out. Change in the Air in theaters and on digital October 19th. Okay, so we're talking about date night and what can you do to have date night when it just doesn't seem possible. And you mentioned at home, you know, we we had a kind of interesting thing happen with our anniversary. We travel a lot. We travel particularly during the conference season. You know, we're talking in the spring. Sometimes we put twenty five or 30,000 miles on the van. Mm-hmm. And I turned to Melanie and I said, honey, our anniversary's coming up. I'd like to do something special. Where would you like to go? And where did you want to go? I wanted to go home. You wanted to go home. You wanted. You didn't want to go anywhere. You've been but in hotels. Spent You've been on the road. In hotels and on the road. I was ready to go home. I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to go to the grocery store. So I'm thinking, hmm, I've got to be creative here. This is not the uh, the, the simple travel agent question, is it? No. And oh. and so what? You know what we did? We sent the kids over to the grandparents, and we turned the living room into our personal theater. We turned the we turned the couches to face you know square on to the TV and. We cooked grown-up food, and we just had like dinner theater and watched movies. And we just... we made it. We made a list of the movies that we wanted to see, and we got bought all our favorite food. That it was really fun. It was fun. It was right there at home, and so I mean that's a possibility. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, we sent the kids off. We stayed at home. And I tell you what, and that's an important thing too. You know, we need to we need to recognize that our lives are ours. They're not our neighbors' lives. We don't have to meet anybody else's expectations. And if the whole world is saying, well, for your anniversary, you need to, you need to hit, take a cruise and go to, go to Bermuda or something. You know, the whole world, they can go out and get on a cruise. If you don't want to go on a cruise, you don't have to go on a cruise. You, if you want to stay home and watch movies on Netflix, that's fine. There's nothing at all wrong with that. It's your life. It's not the neighbors. You don't have to impress anybody. Yeah, you just have to please each, please each other. You know, some of the things, though, you... Let's give mm-hmm. you give them some ideas for things that they can do during these date nights. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is to talk about mm-hmm. the memories that you have together. Yeah. You know, just, hey, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And talk over some of the special things that, that you've done. Mm-hmm. You can, I'll tell you what, talk about your court, time courtship and courtship when dating, you know, when you got to know each other. That was fun. Talk about the wedding. Talk mm-hmm. about your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You know, when you bring up those old memories, it reminds you of the feelings of those times. Yeah, that's a those are good things. Because you know, I remember when we were helping our son before his wedding, just thinking about that time made made a lot of the memories of of our time when we were dating come back. Yeah, it, it really it, it was fun. I mean, it was really sweet because some feelings come back, different kind of feelings. That feeling of. Uh, uh, of anticipation and excitement and discovery and all the rest of that, which, you know, that's, that, that's still, it's still real, but it, it, 
it sort of stabilizes. It's like the, the river gets broad and deep as it goes closer to the sea. Yes. You know, it's not rushing over the rocks like it once did, but sometimes you, you know, you find a few little rocks to rush over like that. <laughs> it's kind of fun. You know, you can get out photos, photo albums and pictures and look at them mm-hmm. from the past or maybe your wedding video. Well, you remember I found it rummaging through a box somewhere. I found a love letter that I wrote you just a month or two before we got married. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and it was still true. Oh, my goodness. That yeah, was, that, that, was, that was pretty overwhelming. That was neat. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, you know, it sounds kind of silly, but you can just ask each other things that maybe you have forgotten or changed. Like, what's your current favorite food? What's your favorite color? <clears throat> uh-huh. You know, you can share those things. And um, mm-hmm. because... It changes, and sometimes we just even forget to talk about that stuff. Uh, yeah. We get used mm-hmm. to denying ourselves as, you know, the parents in the family. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody what, what I'm craving because I know we can't afford it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And, you know, one thing we did, too, and I'll mention this, and maybe we'll put a link in later on, but um, we put together a little weekly newsletter called Lovebird Seeds. Um, it's just basically one idea a week to start a conversation, you know, a question to ask each other, you know, what's the earliest memory that you have, or make a list of five things that you really admire about your mate. Um, you know, and just, just little, little starters like that. And some yeah, of them are convers- good ideas. Conversation stars yeah. and memory makers. Yeah. And yeah, that, the leopard seed's a great thing to discuss and people tell mm-hmm. us that they enjoy. Yeah. Talking about that, the and things so, that we send out. So what's, the, what's the link for that? Um, I'm going to make sure I've got it right before I share it. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm checking it. But let's, you know, mm-hmm. that idea of mm-hmm. just, you know, sharing, maybe asking questions about, mm-hmm. you know, even time before you met each other. Mm-hmm. Tell me what's your favorite childhood memory. Mm-hmm. You know, what's one of the most frightening childhood memories you have? True. You're just mm-hmm. getting to know each other better. And that sounds funny for people who have been married, but God made us to be eternal beings. And we yeah. are enormously complex people. And you still surprise me after over 30 years, Hal. Well, and it's, it, you know, the thing the thing about it is we, we, don't, we don't grow up and then stagnate. We keep changing. You know, we keep, we're dynamic people because as we experience life, it changes us in some ways. And, you know, as we go through life, life together, we change together. And so, you know, there's constantly this, there's a possibility of discovering new things because maybe there are things that are so new that they weren't there when you got married. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to have those conversations and keep asking and say, you know, find out, well, you know, what, what new and exciting thing can I find out about my mate (laughs) this week, you know? Um. You know, mm-hmm. one thing that you can do is make cards for each other with poetry. Mm-hmm. Or just sharing something you appreciate about the per- other person. Mm-hmm. Or you could share a playlist if that's your thing. Yeah. Or um, you could you could swap off um, favorite movies or favorite books. Now, you know, that's one of the things that we found. <clears throat> we both read. We read, 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 read all the time we read. And we have certain things that we enjoy and there's some things that I like that you're not really quite so enthusiastic about. And mm-hmm. the same is true with some of the things that you read, although it might surprise people to know what, what those things are on both of our cases. But <laughs> I think it would. But we found an area of overlap that we both enjoy what they call detective procedural novels. You know, yes. things that are they're detective stories that are not suspense-filled, but rather more about the puzzle and the procedure and 
you know, how do you put the evidence together and, and such. You make it sound so boring. Oh, we're no, talking, they're not boring. We're talking they're about things like Dorothy Sayers and Niall Marsh. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Agatha Christie, if you yeah. like that style, you know. And, and we just discovered we both like those kind of things. And we've discovered new authors together. You know, we've started collections of different authors that we've That's discovered. That's really and, fun. And, and that, you know, that suits our personality. We enjoy that. That's something that we share. And I still read my... My straight history, which you know, that's not your favorite thing. And, no, and you I still, still read my action and adventure novels. You still, you still like your spy novels and things, which is not my thing, but that's okay. You know, you can <clears throat> play a game together. Mm-hmm. You can pick up a new game that you you've never played and learn it together. Right, right. There's all <clears throat> kinds of things you can do that will just help you to to remember that you're a couple. To remember that there's two of you. And you're more than mom and dad. You're more than coworkers. You're more than people who have jobs and are busy, but that you're really people and that you really care about each other. You know, one fantastic thing to do is to secretly make a list of five things that you really love and appreciate about the other person. Yeah. And then make a point to share at least one of them. You know, another thing that we so often kind of let slip is just the way we express appreciation you know when we're when you're first dating when you're courting when you're when you're newlyweds there's there's that that sense of i really want to impress this person i really want to show them how much i care i really want to tell them how much i appreciate them and you know after after 20 years and five children and all the miles and everything else you kind of feel like well of course we love each other we we've i mean we've lived it yeah, that's true, but it's it's still good to hear it, and it's good to remember it, and it's still good to, you know, to think, you know, maybe maybe I ought to walk around to the other side of the of the car and hold the door open, you know, maybe maybe we ought to do something a little a little dressy from time to time, and you know, just just play it up a bit. Yeah, just remember, <clears throat> so, just remember who we are and that we're in love. Yeah. So I wanted to tell people yeah. I found the link. Yes, make sure we got the link right. It, made sure it was right. Right, right. We have a weekly newsletter which will give you mm-hmm. some great marriage ideas. Each week you get a conversation starter mm-hmm. or a memory maker that will help you to do this stuff better. Mm-hmm. You know, give you some ideas. And right. you go to raisingrealmen.com slash lovebirdseed. All okay. one word. All one word. And that's at raisingrealmen.com. Dot com. That's our blog site. Slash lovebirdseed. All yes. one word. Okay. So it's like to feed the lovebirds. That's right. <laughs> okay. So that's yeah, yeah. So so go look that up. It's 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 free. It's easy. It's fun. People enjoy that. Um, so some goals you want to have mm-hmm. is you want to increase your friendship. You want to make memories together. You want to share interest. Um, you want to reconnect. Mm-hmm. You want to ch- you want to. Remember that you are two people who have who are in love. Mm-hmm. You want to have a checkup and make sure that if there's any issues, that they're resolved. Right. You know, right. we're not bumping along, building anger and bitterness against each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to have fun together. Yes, you do. Because when you increase the love and the trust and the fun, then a whole lot, a whole lot of things get better in marriage. Your physical intimacy gets better. Mm-hmm. Your patience with each other gets better. Your emotional intimacy is there. Yeah. And and it just makes life more <clears throat> enjoyable. You know, this is, a, this is an important... Here's the biblical principle out of this, okay? <clears throat> In Genesis chapter 2, when God created Adam, he didn't create Eve right away. He created Adam and surrounded him with 
tame animals in perfect weather and a beautiful un, unsullied landscape and perfect harmony in in interaction and in, in conversation between the creature and the creator you know there was no sin between adam and god he had perfect fellowship with god and you know, unfettered and and god allowed adam to see there's more to this there's more to you than just this all of these wonderful things that you're experiencing but you are alone because you don't have anybody that that corresponds to you you don't have a mate yeah. and so god looks at adam and says it's not good for the man to be alone i will create a helper corresponding to him yeah. and you know what and that's the thing when god created marriage that's the first thing he says as a rationale for creating marriage it's not good for the man to be alone yeah you know we need our friendship we need our companionship all the other things that flow out of it you know they're all part of that but that's the very first thing that god mentions about about marriage that he says you know this is why I'm I'm going to create the corresponding yes. marriage, the the help the helper, and so you know this is something we need to remember, it's something we need to value, and it's something we need to invest in. You know, someone recently <clears throat> was sharing some characteristics of millennials, mm-hmm. and one of the things that they said is that they value their children more than their marriage. Mm. This is just in general. Right. I'm not saying it applies to you folks. No. But I thought you know. One problem with that is your children need your marriage. Yes. They need your marriage to be strong. They need the security of having a father and a mother who love them, but who love each other too. And they're committed to one another because that says to the kids, our home is secure. Our home is going to be a safe haven. The world's going to storm and blow and it's going to be scary out there. But when we're at home, everything's going to be okay. And that's an important thing. And you know what? That's another thing too. It's easy sometimes, maybe sometimes we get a little um, pietistic about things and we look and say, well, I enjoy the time that we spend together just as a couple and the romantic feelings and all the rest of that. And, and therefore, I'm going to deny myself and do hard things and, and, and skimp on this because that's just pure self-indulgence for me. to No, it is not self-indulgence. It is important that you spend that time to build up your friendship, to build up your fellowship, to build up the intimacy between husband and wife because you are strengthening the marriage. And God has ordained that marriage, and he intends for it to last. And those kids depend on that marriage being strong. And so... You enjoy it? Fantastic. That's a side benefit because you're doing your duty. That's right. If, if you go out and build up the relationship with your mate. So have at it. Okay. So head out to RaisingRealMen.com <coughs> slash LovebirdSeed right. to sign up for our weekly marriage email. Yep. And if you'd like to join us for the next Come Away Weekend, we're going to be posting the dates the next few days. Mm-hmm. Go to RaisingRealMen.com, hit the shop. Yep. Scroll down to live events. That's right. You can also go to RaisingRealMen.com slash come away. Doesn't it normally go there? I don't know. Oh, well, maybe I'll have not. to see. Maybe not. But you can certainly go out to RaisingRealMen.com <laughs> yes. and, and scroll down for live events. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that, that is where we're going to have it. And we would love to have you out there. We've had some podcast listeners out at some of our retreats, and it's always nice to meet you people in real life. And, of course, if we see you at conferences, please come up and tell us that you're a listener because we love to meet you and we love to put eyes on you. And uh, so, you know, don't be shy, okay? So, look, anything else we need to tell them about before we sign off here? we got we're talking about retreat coming up next year. we got, oh, by the way, if you are in the southeast, in Florida, in Orlando, in November, we're going to be speaking at the 
special needs conference that's going to be down there at the Rosen Shingle Creek Resort. And that is going to be November 14, 15, I believe it is. I have no idea how oh, you got to warn me up. if you want me Sorry to know this stuff. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Check the calendar there. Check the calendar. Page, 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 page. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, 16th and 17th. 16th and 17th. Okay, it's a weekend. You, you get that. Okay. But look, if you're going to be in the southeast and you've got a struggling learner or a gifted learner, or maybe you've got some of both, you yeah. ought to come out and check this out because this is a great conference. We're going to be down there. There's going to be some, some other people down there that you want to meet, and we would love to see you. It's sponsored by the Florida Parent Educators Association. So if you want more information, be sure and check up with them. Look, I think that probably wraps us up. So we do appreciate you joining us here. We hope you'll join us again as we try to take biblical principles and help you make a practical reality in your own home. Until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash Hal and Melanie or Facebook.com slash Raising Real Men. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.